Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It's the Raw and Smackdown Super Review. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. How are we, chaps? I'm all right. Just uh, trying to ignore the football. How are you? <laughs> uh, good. Also ignoring the football, but for different reasons. Just because I can't be asked. <laughs> How are you, yeah. Aaron? You've got a football top on. Who's it? Who I, is that? It's Don Fairland. How oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You say that like I'm meant to know. God, what other? Yeah, because I I follow the dizzying heights of the Scottish Premier League. Uh, Aaron's just not even um, the Premier League. Aaron's just been very dismissive of my knowledge of Scotland as well, which is offensive. Oh Um, dear. What's he he pulled you up on? So he was telling me who Dunfermline were playing. He was like, oh, they're playing Arbroath. Not that you know who they are. I was like, Arbroath. Yeah, I was like, I've literally brought Arbroath up on the podcast before. I was like, oh, I'll show you how you. Fucking geeky cunt. Get out, Aaron. Disgusting. Well, when when oh. you come to Liverpool, I'm going to fucking take you to the Cavern Club and go, that's where the Beatles played. That's not, not, that, not that you know who they are, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yes, uh, we're here now for, uh, for this week's Raw and Smackdown review. Um, if you want to let us know your thoughts on either show, give us a shout on social media on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod or on Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Before we jump into that, however, Aaron, you got some tidbits for us? Whoa, 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 mysterious girl, I want your tidbits close to mine. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even started drinking yet. That's the worst part of this. <laughs> Oh, um, come on then. Lay it on me. 23rd and 24th. Um, oh, we did 23rd on NXT. Oh, we did 23rd. Ooh. You couldn't tell me that. <laughs> well, you've probably got different ones, mate. Could because I... the difference between me and you when we do tidbits is I pull out the good stuff. So to you've be... probably got something different. To be fair, the only thing we mentioned was um, the Cena Michaels match because I, I knew you'd tweeted about it. Right, okay, that's fine. Well, what well, um, the that, then? <laughs> okay. What else have you got? Right, what's the birthdays? On the 23rd in 1944, Mr. Feet Loving himself, Tony Atlas, is born. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. See, it's, it's a little better when Aaron does it, because he's at least got a pun to go with it. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it's this guy's birthday. <laughs> that's true. Um... In 1961, Terry Gordy is born. Mm-hmm. In 1977, the Invisible Man is born. John Cena himself. <laughs> Visible Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1984, Moose is born. Moose. Moose. In I yes. wonder what he's up to just now. <laughs> well, more on that later. <laughs> more on that later, mate. <laughs> and in 
And the last birthday in 1991, Britt Baker is born. Yes. Lovely stuff. D-M-D. D-M-D. Not L-A Knight. I think she's literally stealing shit off people now just to troll like wrestling. <laughs> like she started doing that. And then obviously she calls herself the role model like Bailey. Brilliant. And I think she's just literally just doing it to fuck with people now. Because people go, oh, this person does that. She's doing it like to pop, pop the boys. Pop the boys. <laughs> Britt Brit Baker's top lad, by the way. She's fucking top brilliant. Top lad. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. We got um, in nineteen ninety eight. After Ultimate Warrior became double champion at WrestleMania six versus Hulk Hogan, he was forced to vacate the Intercontinental title instantly. A tournament was made to crown a new champion. The first semi final was this date with Mister Perfect beating Tito Santana. Cool. However, the next night had the other semi final: Roddy Piper versus Rick Martel, ending a double DQ. Making Mr. Perfect semi final win the de facto final. Or you could have just made it. What? (laughs) Or or you could have just made the final a triple threat. Nope, nope, nope. You didn't do triple threats, but that makes fucking nonsense. (laughs) Different time. Brilliant. Uh, In 2006, the last one for the 23rd since you stole my other one, um, TNA presents Lockdown. Troy, Troy, you've got to remember TNA lockdown, every match is a cage match, unless I state otherwise, okay? Fuck's sake. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. (laughs) Hold on. What year was this? 2006. Okay, is this this the one where they have, like, all the the gimmick cage matches? No. We'll we'll, we'll get onto that, though. Um, Okay. In 2006, Team Japan, which is Black Tiger, that's Rocky Romero, Minoru Tanaka, and Hiroki Goto beat Team USA, which was Sonjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Alex Shelley. Hiroki Goto? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know he was in TNA. Apparently <laughs> so. Um, Senshi beat Christopher Daniels, that's um, Loki, Senshi. Okay. Uh, Bob Arm, this is not in a cage. Bullet Bob Armstrong beat Conan in an arm wrestling match. I mean, why wouldn't you put that in a cage? Why, why did you just, <laughs> I, wait, so where did, did they do it in the ring still? Or did they do they it on the stage? They still did it in the ring, yeah. So they dismantled the they cage. They just lifted the cage up. <laughs> have that at the start of the show. Christ. Well, do, do, do they not usually just have like half, the front half of it like taken off the cage? I, I don't know. That's I how wa- they used to do it, I think. I, think I didn't so, watch yeah. that shit, mate, yeah. so I wouldn't know. You're asking the wrong person. Steady on, no. What? 2006 TNA was good TNA. Was it? Wow. Was yeah, it? it was when they had like AJ, Joe and Angle and all that. Oh, okay. I'll let you off. Chris Saban beat Elix Skipper in an escape match. Behave. X <laughs> escape, just an escape. Was that literally just you could only win by escaping? I think so. So, so hang on. They've given this a really fancy name. Wait, essentially, all it was was just a cage match because the idea <laughs> no, of a cage match I, is that you have to escape I, it. I thought it was. I thought it was that awful cage where they put the fucking roof on with like the little hole in top. No, no, that's like a chimney. It, it, no, that it, it literally looked like a pan, and he'd like unscrewed like the nozzle off the top of the lid, so there was just a hole. That's how it was shaped. Is that not uh, the Steel Asylum? That's I'm the pretty... Steel Asylum. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. I thought you said 2006 TNA was good. 
was. Wow. Same and he looked skip would have been a banger to be fair. Yeah. Samoa Joe retained the X Division title versus Sabu. I bet that was different. I bet that was Joe <laughs> dropping Sabu on his fucking head a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Team 3D beat Team Canada, so Team 3D was Brother Ray, Brother Devon, and Brother Run. Who? Brother Run. Oh, Ron. Oh, who? Runt. Oh, Runt. Sorry, I thought you said Ron. <laughs> it's in Ron Killings. No, no, no. no. Different time. But Different time. Um, Brian Cage beat Brian Cage. Fuck me, Aaron. Hang on, hang on. Oh. Go back. Hang on. Who was Team Canada? Sorry. Oh, uh, Eric Young, Bobby Roode, and A One. Okay. I don't know who um, A One is. A A One no was one like does. Canada's when, version of Triple H. Oh, when A One a band, like the, a boy they, band in the nineties. They were. They were. Fuck! Imagine them in the steel cage. <laughs> Bet they got the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> Uh, Christian Cage beat Abyss to retain the world title. Christian Cage in a cage match. Yeah, there's, there's got to be a meme of that somewhere. Come on, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a meme in AEW. AEW is definitely building up to like to that fucking meme. I'm telling you, <laughs> they're absolutely <laughs> doing that. Three stages: a cage, Brian Cage, Christian Cage, Steel Cage. <laughs> no, no, three they're, stages. They're gonna do. Cage. They're gonna do Cage and Page versus Cage and Page in a cage. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hangman and Christian are both are both feuding with Team Taz, oh, and they just brilliant. got Ethan Page. They can just like slot in there. Brilliant. Uh, and in the main event of. <laughs> Lockdown into this. Sorry, that's brilliant. I've just I've just realised that. Cajun page <laughs> versus Cajun page in a cage. This shit writes itself. Go on, mate. Uh, Go on, mate. Sting's Warriors, which is Sting, AJ Styles, Ron the Truth Killings, and Rhino, beat Jeff Jarrett's army, which is himself, Scott Steiner, Chris Harris, and Juan Storm. Nope, James Storm. In a lethal lockdown match. Jesus Christ. What? Lethal lockdown's war games, basically. But yeah. But the roof comes down got, at the end. The roof comes down, they've got weapons on the roof. Yeah. Wow. Stings Warriors. That was his Stings name. Warriors. That, that was their team name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that I, Unbelievable. I, I can't remember if that was a good match or not. Well, I mean, judging by the team names, I'm going to say no. Yeah, lethal lockdown matches are always good. Yeah, Sting, J R Truth. Yeah, lethal lockdowns fucking mental. Okay. What one him? One of them. They did this. They did like a table and ladder spot on top of the cage. Yeah. So J R the no sorry AJ set the ladder on top of the cage and did the splash off the off the ladder which was on top of the fucking cage through a table that was also on top of the cage onto Rhino. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, they're, I'll they're, gloss over the silly team names then. Yeah, yeah. Ignore, the, ignore the team <laughs> names. The matches themselves are usually absolute bangers. Okay. Um, and then obviously, you know, we're showing Raw a year later in 2007 between Sean and Cena. Yeah, just steal yeah. that from me. Talk nah. about that on NXT. Mate, you put it on your girl. Twitter. Why would I not mention it? <laughs> and in fairness, um, if you wanted to mention it today, you shouldn't have put it on your Twitter, you fud. Ooh. <laughs> okay, lesson learned. <laughs> um, Acknowledge on the, me. On the 24... Acknowledge the head of the table. It's not money in the on bank. On the yeah. 24... Acknowledge him. 
Luthes is born. Acknowledge him. <laughs> I'm going to mute you until you do. This could be oh. a very long show. <laughs> In the year 2000. He's still not even bothered. On WCW Run. Nitro. Acknowledge the head of the table. DDP. Acknowledge him. I will filibuster over you. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You'll, you'll have to say that one again. <laughs> I'll listen this time. Just acknowledge me after this. It's no problem. In the year 2000, on the 24th, on WCW Nitro, mm-hmm. DDP beat Jeff Jarrett in a cage match to win the WCW title. Was that the first time he'd won the WCW title? Or no, not? it was the third. No, oh, okay. Third. Yeah. He started his career like super late, though, didn't he? Like he was already into his thirties when he started. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah. There's so still hope. There's, there's still hope for me. So did who? Batista. Behave. Batista was like thirty-five when he got signed by WWE. Well, hang on. How old was he when he was in OVW? In his thirties. No. I don't think he was that old. I know Bati- he was older. Batista was like forty old. when he won the world title the first time. Wow. No way. Yeah. Did not know that. Um, Fair play. Finally, for tidbits in 2005, TNA presents Lockdown. Yes, boy. Again, bear in mind, the rules are every match is in a cage. Sorry, I've got one tidbit after this. But every match is in a cage. Okay. Unless I state so. All right. Apollo and Sonny Siaki beat Chris Candido and Lance Hoyt. Right? This would be the match Candido gets injured, then gets pneumonia soon after injury and passes away. Wow. This I, is his last ever match. Jesus. I, I watched this pay-per-view not that long ago, like during... It was during one of the lockdowns we had, which because TNA had, had put up all the fucking lockdown pay-per-views on YouTube because we were in lockdown. Of course I did. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> It's so weird in the sense that Candido breaks his leg in the match and he just, like, kind of... They don't even gloss over it. They're just dead blasé about it. They go, I believe Chris Candido has broken his leg. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Dustin Rhodes beat Bobby Roode in a Prince of Darkness match. Sorry, what? Basically, a blindfold match. It's a blindfold match in a cage. It was in a cage. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Prince of Darkness match. Oh, that sounds good. Tell me more about it. That's really exciting. Um, Yeah, just get in that cage and put a blindfold on. It's fucking, that's nonsense. Proper, Um, proper nonsense. (laughs) It wasn't a very good match either. Jeff Hardy beat Raven in a tables match in a cage. Right. This, right. this was a good match. Um, <laughs> except for the fact that it was when Jeff Hardy was like at the height of his fucking drug abuse. So it, there was a couple of like ropey fucking spots he did. Right. <laughs> um, America's most wanted, that's Chris Harris and James Storm, beat Team Canada, that's Eric Young and Pete Williams, in a strap match to retain the tag titles. Was that in a cage? It was in a cage. It was, yeah. Brilliant. Awesome. That was was a very good match. (laughs) Um, Christopher Daniels beat Elit Skipper to retain the X Division title. 
Nice. That was also a very good match. Team Nash, Team Kevin Nash, which doesn't even have himself in it. Wow. BG James, which is Road Dog, DDP, and Sean Waltman beat Team Jarrett, which is Jeff Jarrett himself, Monty Brown, and the Outlaw, the Outlaw being Billy Gunn. Yeah. I mean, was, I'd, I'd only be there for Monty Brown, really. And that, 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 yeah. was a free, that was a 3v3 lethal lockdown match. I mean, at least Jarrett had the decency to turn up for his team. Nash, Nash, <laughs> Nash named a team and then got the fuck out of Dodge. Come I'm on, Kev. pretty your Nash had tore his quad. Of course. Tell Supreme. He may have tore his quad. He was definitely injured. He, he oh. definitely tore his quad. That's the only injury he's ever had. <laughs> about fifteen, then, about fifteen times. <laughs> and then the main event: AJ Styles beat Abyss to become number one contender for the world title. That was the that main match, event. That, that match was, was fantastic. Sweet. Um, and then oh. that, that pay per view, as, as I said, is on uh, Impact's YouTube. Um, okay. If you've got if you've got an afternoon where you're not doing anything, check it out. It's actually quite a good show. Sweet. Uh, and finally, yeah. sorry, finally, in 2006, WWE and Brock Lesnar settled the lawsuit of Lesnar's eight-year no-compete clause as he fails to pursue an NFL career. So in order what? to compete in anything MMA, it had to be settled. The settlement was undisclosed. An eight-year no-compete no clause? Yeah. yeah. It was because he had eight years left on his deal, I believe, when he left wwe so they said wow. well, you can leave but you can't you can't do anything else other yeah. than this like elsewhere also because of that he called the f5 in new japan the verdict the what are the verdicts yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant cheers mate is that all your tidbits that, that's all my tidbits it was oh, a very lackluster tidbits but yeah that was all right, mate. knowledge the head of the table there wasn't much going on. But no, yeah. there wasn't. I know it's so, gone then. Where's where's the where's the acknowledgement? <laughs> come on, come on, Aaron. Corny, he's bullying me. No, 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 no. no we, we had the punishments for WrestleMania. I acknowledge it. I no, no, say, say it properly. Aye. Thanks, Pat. Sure. Thanks, Aye. Aye. Hear you on the podcast. That, say that, it properly. That'll do. I'll, I'll make sure I boost his audio. In post-production when he says it, so everyone can definitely, definitely hear. And <laughs> you're a big man. Jay, you're a big man. Yeah, Billy Big Bollocks. Billy Big Bollocks. <laughs> uh, uh, right, Raw. Let's do it. Let's talk about some Raw. Uh, I'll give you it, Raw. <laughs> oh, baby, I don't like Raw. Oh, baby, I don't like Raw. Certainly not for the last few weeks. Uh, the show opens up with Drew McIntyre. Uh, what's under the ring? Talks about last week seizing his opportunity to get back his championship. There, uh, MVP comes out. Is his music new, or has he had that for a few weeks? No, he had he had it last week, and I had it in my notes, but I didn't. He had ah. it last week. I yeah. don't know whether it's didn't he change his music just before the hair business? Oh, he did, yeah, no, he did. He did change did it, it just before, but I don't know if yeah. it was to this. I know he changed it. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't I, his old I, one. I know they changed it, but I don't know whether it was to this myself. That's why mm. I didn't like say was it this or not. Yeah, yeah. Um 
well, it's cool anyway. I've only just noticed this for the first time. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, MVP says that T-Bar and Mace have got no affiliation with the Hurt Business, despite Drew's conspiracy theories. Basically, like Drew even states at this point, when I get my hands on those big bastards, there will be some retribution. Ooh, he said that. Ooh. <laughs> you can't say that. They're not there anymore. <laughs> D- despite them wearing the same ring gear, having the same entrance music and the same masks, but they're not Shut part of retribution. <laughs> Shut it down. Um, <laughs> Mason T-Bar then attack Drew uh, as he walks up to MVP on the ramp. Then there's a weird backstage interview with them where they talk about animals that are extinct and someone mentions saber-toothed tiger. It was all a bit weird. Um, yeah. I, j- I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. Like I think I think May says some May starts talking about like a woolly mammoth and a saber toothed tiger and it's like yeah j- just like those extinct animals that's what we're going to make Drew pish it's rubbish who's writing this for you nonsense uh, Drew like, then goes know, backstage especially tells, when like Mace is so charismatic like when he's yeah. not having yeah, yeah. his shit written for him as well yeah both of them are more nonsense. than adequate like people on the microphone so feeding them nonsense. Not for me. Uh, Drew backstage tells Pierce that he wants Mace and T-Bar. Um, but Pierce tells him that he needs a tag partner. Sorry, a wasp has just made its way in. and it's just... Why is that wasp twerking? What's <laughs> it doing? There's a wasp doing a twerk on the windowsill. Fuck oh, sake. baby, I like it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> the wasp wants it, Rob. <laughs> I like big booty bitches. I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> uh, then we move into the first match of the night, which is the Viking Raiders against Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Um, Two. Hey. Two. The second one. So, oh, yeah. Well, I was just about to say, they, yeah. they had a match last week. Um, Viking when, experience, Boogaloo. <laughs> and when the Raiders made their return after Mania, so um, ah uh, no, I should have said Longship, Longship, uh, Longboat Boogaloo, Longboat Boogaloo. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Benjamin and Eric uh, start the match for their respective teams. Benjamin overpowers Eric, uh, brought in Alexander for a double team move. Uh, Benjamin and Cedric then maintain control uh, with loads of quick tags, keep themselves fresh. Eric eventually managed to make a hot tag in after he smashes Cedric with a huge right hand. Uh, Ivar then hits a sidewalk slam, goes to a splash with misses. That allows Alexander and Benjamin to regain the upper hand almost immediately. Um, Benjamin hits a step-up knee, gets a two-count off that. Um, Shelton and Cedric continue to keep Ivar in the corner. Um, he manages to break out, hits with that sort of seated scent on that he does, allows him to tag in Eric, um, who breaks free of Shelton's ankle lock uh, attempt. Um to, to make the tag rather. Uh, Shelton then hits a good looking uh, modified suplex and Eric uh, Cedric tags in, hits a tornado DDT for a two count. Ivor breaks up the pin. Um, Ivor then hits a flying cross body on the outside to Benjamin against the barricade. Um, and then as we go into the finish of the match, back in the ring, Cedric goes for the neuralizer. He's caught by Eric. This allows him to hit not the Viking Express for the win. Well, is it the Viking Express or Viking Experience? Because Vi- Viking Experience called the, the Viking experience? experience, yeah. Yeah. Lovick. Should just call no, it Lovick. that'd be better. Or does he call it yeah. the Express? He calls, he calls it, it Viking Express, doesn't he? Yeah. He calls it Express. Yeah. Yeah. He did last week is. as well. Maybe they've changed the name of it. Oh, please no. 
I give bad. it. I give it a month before we get the Viking Strowman Express as some sort of six man tag. That's, that well, they, they tried to do that, didn't they, last year? And Did then they? I got it. Oh, yeah. I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> um, basically if it ever happens we're just skimming over it under review <laughs> yeah fuck that noise uh, my question in this is why aren't the Raiders being shown as like big powerhouse bastards like they've been off for god knows how long they come back and they have two back to back matches as Cedric and Shelton which isn't a bad thing like they're a good team but I mean, build the, them up properly. Yeah. Like have them in like a couple of squashes or something against some other teams, rather than a team that have already kind of built momentum and we start to take seriously as a tag team. Why have them come in and just? To me, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, it's just a bit of an odd decision. I could, thought it could the match be a bit short. It could be to do with the old uh, COVID stuff. To be fair, uh, with, them, yeah, with them having like a sort of skeleton crew at the moment because there's been mm. more cases. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, so moving on from that, uh, Paddy is backstage with Orton. Uh, yeah. Riddle then comes in, and <laughs> this was hilarious. <laughs> like, super funny. Um, uh, he's it, in the middle like, of it. Oh, go on, mate. I, I just, I've got the massive fucking note of Riddle speaking gibberish, yeah, where he goes, oh, bro, I always wanted to meet an Apex Predator, but what does that even mean? Do you guys know what an apex predator means? Because I've done some googling. Basically, I know what an apex pre- predator is, Aaron. But inform oh, inform well, the listeners. I, I, I mean, inform yeah, the listeners. I went to school, pal. I didn't go to school, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Predators are top of the food chain in their area. It doesn't get eaten naturally by anything. So lions, tigers, wolves, humans to an extent. Killer whales, honey badgers, crocodiles, hyenas, giant octopuses, and most most venomous snakes too. Specifically, most venomous snakes. Cheers, pal. Thanks, thanks, Attenborough. Much appreciated. But basically, he then continues to go. Since you don't have a title, and I don't have a title, why don't we form a tag team called RK Bro? I would Whoa. be up for that. I, I would not be against that. I think it'd be really, really, really good. <laughs> we we can get matching scooters with fangs and leather and it sings, I hear voices in my head. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you didn't manage to chuckle at any point throughout this little skit, then pff, I don't know. I found it quite amusing. Like Wait. I know we often go on about like Riddle not being tolerable every week. But this was really funny, like Riddle just, uh, sorry, Orton rather, just blanking him and just ignoring the fact he was there almost and be like, who the fuck is this? I, it was pretty funny. Just the, I hear voices in my head that when he just started singing it, I was like, oh gosh, oh gosh. <laughs> I, it even made me chuckle and I usually get the best notes out of Riddle. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, this was... Um, this was highly amusing. Uh, we then, I think it then goes to, does it go to a break? And then it comes back and Orton's in Pierce's office. And he's like, I want a match. Who's that young kid with the blonde hair that whizzes around on the scooter? <laughs> Just pretending that he'd absolutely no clue who he is. Yeah. It's gold. Um, 
There's then an in-ring segment. I've written nothing on this because I just switch off when Charlotte's on screen now. It was just basically Charlotte being full heel and being a bit of a bitch. Asuka comes <laughs> out. Charlotte doesn't let her get a word in edgeways. Asuka calls her a bitch. That well, was it? Uh, Charlotte comes out and says she can beat Ripley and Asuka on the same night. That's a bit worrying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that foreshadowing? <laughs> oh, no. It's happening. It's oh, happening. God, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, and then Asuka nodding like she's shocked. Ripley like thinks she will beat Charlotte one-on-one. <laughs> Asuka's like, yeah, 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 yeah. do it. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely yes. <laughs> yeah, this this was just a whole lot of nonsense, really. I Charlotte doesn't need to come in the ring and cut fucking 10-minute promos to get this thing go like we know it's going to happen just eh, whatever anyway backstage orton's walking to his match riddle flies past him on a scooter and it's like i'm gonna beat you to the ring or something again quite amusing and then we go into the match um which i actually really really enjoyed um riddle against randy orton so orton takes control early uh goes for a suplex riddle manages to float over and counters into a sleeper um, Orton manages to drag him off, pulls him down by his hair. Riddle goes for it again. Orton backs him into the corner. Riddle goes for it a third time. Orton drops him onto his back to break the hold and Riddle grabs, Riddle grabs him again for a fourth time. Uh, and Orton manages to break it by rolling out of the ring. Uh, two points here. One, Orton technically tapped on one of them, the sleeper holds. Really? He, he technically went like that on Riddle's like arm. I think right. he tapped like four times or something. Like, even commentary, bring it up and go, oh, is that a tap? Is that not a tap? Oh. Mm. Okay. And then also Graves calls the sleeper hold that Matt Riddle does the bro mission. Isn't that what it's called? I, I don't know. Is it? I've heard, I've heard him mention sure it. Yeah, I've heard him say bro oh. mission before. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. No. It's anything like, with a bro. Floating bro, bro mission, bro Derek, fucking broski beat. I don't know. fuck knows um yeah so after he manages to roll out the ring uh, and break the sleeper for a fourth time orton then catches riddles kick off the apron trips him up dumps him onto the announce table um orton then back in the ring stomping on riddles feet repeatedly why has no one done this before it's like he's only just worked out that the guy doesn't wear shoes um riddle then fires back with a few strikes before orton power slams him for a two count Orton then hits a nicely in vertical suplex. Uh, Riddle tries to mount a comeback, but Orton again backs him down, hits a thumb to the eye. Uh, in the corner, Orton delivers several chops, which fired at Riddle, who then hits several of his own punches and forearms, which turns Orton's chest fucking beetroot. Like, he slapped the hell out of him. Uh, Orton then reverses an Irish whip into the corner, which sends Riddle chest first and immediately down to the mat. Orton then hits the ring post when Riddle avoids a shoulder in the corner, begins to build a bit of offense with some body shots and a pallet kick. Uh, continues in the momentum and attacks with a Broton, gets a two count. Um, and then into the finish of the match, Riddle goes up top, is met by Orton, hits a superplex. Riddle then surprises Orton with a triangle choke on the ropes. Orton recovers with his draping DDT. Uh, uh, Orton sets up for the RKO. Riddle manages to counter that of a crucifix roll-up and picks up quite a surprising win. Um, but it was a really fun match. I thought they had really good chemistry, very entertaining. Um, I wouldn't be against seeing them like this be a, a bit of a feud for a few weeks. So it's pretty cool. Orton needs to do something, doesn't he? 
doesn't well, yeah, have he's, much going on at the moment. Nah, but he's also in a position where he doesn't need to be winning all the time, like putting people over like this. Like, it's fine. But what one thing, like, his interview beforehand where he was like, oh, you'll never see the Fiend again. And he's gone, like, acting like he's dead. He literally yeah. stood back up at the end of the match. What are you on about? He's yeah. definitely coming back, mate. And he's probably going to slap you again. So behave yourself. Um, but yeah, no, like I say, this match is pretty cool. Um, really, really entertaining. Uh, and yeah, I'd love to see more of it. Uh, moving on. Next up, we get uh, Seamus and Pierce backstage. Uh, Pierce wants him to make the title important. Tells him that he should issue an open challenge. Seamus is like, nope, you're not going to bait me in with doing that. But I will. That was weird. No, um, you're not going to beat me in, but I will. Aye, cool, mate. <laughs> nice. Cool, cool, pal. Cool, cool, Ma- cool. cool. Makes total sense. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, yeah, after this, uh, we get the ever-entertaining women's division tag team. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax against Naomi and Lana. Uh, this is the 14th time since September we've had a match in some way with these four. Yes. 14, 14 times. That's ridiculous. Some what? people don't have that many matches in a year against the same people, like let alone since September. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, this this is just uh Lord of mercy. Whether it be a one on one or a tag team or a two on one, the fourteen times it's happened of some sort. Why though? Because there's no other tag teams, mate. <laughs> Just... Did did you see that thing going around Twitter uh, the other day where it was like the women's division from I think damn it Vince shared it uh, yeah. the women's women's division from um, Raw SmackDown was like ten women across both brands and it was like the women's division from NXT and NXT UK and there was like twenty odd across it, the it, two. It's almost like someone from this podcast like tweeted it or something, you know? Not not oh, did you mate? podcast. But it's fine. <laughs> so, sorry, pal. Girl. Ah, goal. Oh, sorry. There's 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 a football match going on at the moment, which Jay has a vested interest in. I should too, as a Liverpool follower. But I just, I just, I just can't be asked for football. <laughs> no. I love playing it. I just get bored to tears watching it and frustrated. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about football. We're here to talk about the Super League that is the women's tag team division. <laughs> and when I say Super League, it's because it only feels like there's about six teams involved in the whole thing. It's crap. Teams of them, let's be honest, though. Mate, it's yeah, it's poop. Uh, anyway, Naomi and Jack start the match. Uh, Naomi hits uh, a few kicks before tagging in Lana. Uh, Jackson overpowers them both. They go for a double Irish whip. They manage to maintain control of the match for the early going with some frequent tags and some double team moves. Things turn around when they go for a suplex. Jack ends up reversing that, suplexing them both. Uh, Baser then gets tagged in, hits Lana with a knee for two. Shader then stomps on the arm of Lana as Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come down and they play some various clips of Jax um, as a distraction for some reason. Uh, Jax ignores the tag attempt from Baszler, 
runs up the ramp, goes after Rose and Brooke, which leaves Baszler in a two-on-one handicap situation. Um, and then it finishes pretty quickly with Naomi getting the tag in, hitting a double face buster, um, and they pick up the win. Uh, what the fuck was the point of this? What was poor Baszler? Um, <laughs> I thought the match started quite well, actually, considering this is usually generally pretty shit. I was like, that was an all right start to match. And as soon as a distraction happened, it was just nonsense. Um, like if Jax is one half of the tag champions and she shouldn't be getting suckered in to nonsense like this in the middle of a fucking uh, a match. And what did Rose and Brooke gain from helping Lana and Naomi win? Like, surely if they want to be number one contenders, why would they allow them to win? That surely puts them ahead in the pecking order in terms of who can challenge for the tag titles next. So how does that benefit them? It's just shite. They, they, they just may not want to get injured by Naya again. So, like, they want them to take the titles off of Naya and Shayna so then they can Oh, fight. I see. So they can have Naomi a match, but, but not get their the, spine broken. The, the big-brained it. Big-brained it. Big-brained it, Big-brained it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crap. It's just crap. Well, we, we were speaking in the news yesterday, like, Natalia was, like, kind of lobbying for um, the, the women to have a match on Mania which is great, but then put some effort into it. Like, it feels like the, the storytelling, the le- the writing and everything just generally for the women's tag division is just really, really fucking lazy. And this is another example. It's just disappointing. I mean, it's, it's not just the women's tag division, isn't it? It's both tag divisions at this point. Like, the, yeah. women's, the women's more so, but then you look at both tag divisions and they have the same matches mm. over and over. Yeah. Nonsense. Um... Yeah, disappointing. Uh, speaking of disappointing, we then get Miz TV. Where the fuck is John Morrison now? Um, he comes out with Maurice. Um, that I didn't listen to anything they said. To be no, honest, it was. A- I, I, I've got two notes on this. I've got um, Miz and Maurice kiss, and Pyro happens as soon as they kiss. Whoa. Wow. It's, like, it's like a movie. Whoa, fireworks in the background. <laughs> For war. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Uh, and Priest also says the line to the Miz, you're as delusional as Jake Paul is, thinking he's a real fighter. <laughs> Shots fired. Sick So Vera, Miz has got third degree burns. Yeah, Damien Priest comes down, interrupts. They then play the clip of the Miz cheating to win from the week before. Um, he says something in uh, Spanish, Puerto Rican, and basically just says that he doesn't have the balls. Um, Maurice then says, yeah, you can have a match. Priest then drinks some of the champagne, says it's trash. Maurice throws a glass of champagne in his face and they run off. Crap. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is crap. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see that all the all the feuds from WrestleMania have like ended now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh we didn't get riddle backstage with the new day. Um something something about silver dollar pancakes. I didn't get that reference. Uh Kofi um, says, do, do you ever understand what that guy says? <laughs> silver dollar pancakes are the little pancakes we get in the UK for like breakfast, like the six packs. Scotch pancakes. Scotch Aye, pancakes. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Okay. Right. That's but what, what, that's what, what silver dollar what, pancakes are. What relevance did that have to this segment? Why did I, I they mention know. it? Um, I, I just, because I just New Day have pancakes and Riddle loves marijuana. Right. 
I'm still silver dollar pancakes, and that's what I got, mate. What do you want from me? I done my job. I want stats, Aaron. <laughs> stats. It's your name. Make us understand. <laughs> no, really, I'd like to understand. <laughs> um. Next up, for reasons, we get Kofi against Elias. Um, Elias and Riker in the ring. Uh, Elias is trying to play his guitar. He's interrupted by Woods playing bass, which, if you don't know, he's been learning how to play bass guitar. If you look on his Instagram, numerous videos of him playing some absolute funk bangers. Hashtag side quest, as he's been putting, which is awesome. Hashtag side quest. Good lad. Um, Yeah, into the match. It was over fairly... Well, not fairly quickly, actually. It wasn't too bad, but... um, yeah, there wasn't really a lot to it. Uh, Elias hits Kofi with uh, a big knee. As soon as the bell rings, got two count off that. Stayed on Kofi, grounded him with various strikes, hit uh, like a swinging like suplex for a two count. Uh, Woods distracts him on the outside by playing Stone Cold's music on the bass, which is hilarious. Kingston then takes advantage of that and hits him with a, a Stone Cold like style Thez press. The stomping mud holes in the corner does the whole like fingers and the salute. And Woods screams hell yeah, which is quite amusing. I'd like to see them do that every week and him just playing a different, a different wrestler. A different wrestler song and then he does the move <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> yeah, um, did you have something on this, Aaron? Yeah, it was at this point Corey Graves goes, if I had a few Steve Weisers, I'd be having a much better time. Wow. Me too, Corey. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> how, can you, how can you not have a good time when the New Day are in the ring? I, I, I mean, with the show in general. Oh, as in, oh yeah. We were what? Yeah, halfway yeah, yeah. through the show by this point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all would be. <laughs> um, Elias catches Kofi midair, hangs him up on the top rope. Um, he then hits a stalling vertical suplex, which I always remember being quite like whenever Elias hits that, it's, it's pretty impressive. Like, Elias is a half decent wrestler, and when he's given the time in a match to do a few things, he looks all right. We just never ever get to see it. Um, and I, like I say, when he did that stalling vertical suplex, I was like, oh yeah, I remember, he's really fucking strong. Um, Corey at one point name drops Les Claypool when he's talking about Woods playing bass. If you don't know who Les Claypool is, it's one of the best basses going. Uh, when Metallica were looking for a replacement bass player, Les Claypool tried out, but he was a bit too weird and avant-garde for them. Uh, he's the bass player in a band called Primus who uh, did the song Jerry is the race car driver from the Tony Hawk game. They're and very the South good. Park theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that was nice. Big up to Les Claypool. Um, Elias then continues to work over Kofi, lands the... It's like a sort of one arm. I don't know if it's a suplex or a throw, but he kind of he links hands with him and lifts him up kind of by one arm and launches him over his head. Always looks impressive. Um, Kingston then recovers, uh, turns things around for kicking a corner, hits a flying crossbody for a near fall. Uh, Kofi then tried to hit the SOS like two or three times and... It was like Elias didn't know what he was meant to be doing with it. He eventually manages to lock it in. Does anyone um, really know what they're meant to do with the SOS? Not really. I, not I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't mind it, but it looks like it just requires way too much setup. Yeah, like when Kobe hits it on someone who knows what they're doing to take it, Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. But when he's doing it on someone like Elias, who Who's doesn't, like, doesn't know what he's doing and is also twice his size, it looks a bit awkward. Yeah, it's usually like, the sure, that, does it on like, that struggles. Yeah, does it on someone like AJ, looks awesome. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Um, Kofi goes for a Um Elias manages to, well, he 
barely counted it. It just looked like Kofi kind of fell off him. Um, but Elias stays on the top turn, turnbuckle, hits a flying elbow and gets a clean win. Bang an elbow drop too. Was, and mate, his elbow drop is Bang super. Bang an elbow drop. So good. So, so good. Um, yeah, like I say, it's a fairly short match, but entertaining. Elias looked good. As I say, picked up a clean win, which is kind of important. Gives him a little bit of relevance, but yeah, it's just sorry to see him do well because he's all right. Do you remember when Kofi Kingston was WWE champion? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, we so mentioned funny. it again yesterday on the news, and I think it was in part due to kind of like various outbreaks and stuff post-WrestleMania, but still weird that we've not seen AJ and Amos, despite them now being Raw Tag Team Champions. This is two weeks that they've been off TV. And yet we see all the other teams in the division fighting it out and the people that are newly crowned champions haven't been on TV in a fortnight. It's only the tag titles, mate. It's not important. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> show some show some respect to Omos. <laughs> uh, we then get Alexis Playground. Um, just shows pictures of her and the little doll Lily as a child. Good Photoshop skills. Looked all right. Yeah. I thought it might look quite hokey, but it looked all right. Um, she tells the story about her breaking a kid's arm, but she did it because Lily told her to do it. She then essentially just puts the women's division on notice and says, Lily didn't like him, referring to the fiend, and she doesn't like any of you. So that'd be cool to see her back in the women's division yeah. singles action. I'm not yeah, sure if she needs to keep up this spooky gimmick for it, though. No, definitely not. But, I, I mean, it's a different thing now, Ooh. isn't it? Like, how, how yeah. do you get Alexa Bliss back to normal from yeah. all of this? Yeah, yeah. So they sort of have to go through with it. Yeah. But yeah, Bliss competing again. Like, we get to see her again doing yeah. stuff. Fair enough. Fuck Lily at the end of that promo where she goes, rah! Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that noise. The worst, the worst part was, was that the first time I genuinely shit myself when it, when it happened. <laughs> the second time, I was expecting it to happen and I still shit myself. <laughs> Um, and then at, at the end of all that on commentary Byron Saxton goes I'm going to hold my comments on the relationship of Alexa Bliss and Lily come on Byron I need notes for this show can you say something mate <laughs> Byron help Aaron do his job <laughs> um, after this we then get Mandy and Dana backstage are asked about why they did what they did earlier in the night Nia comes in, they run off, shut the pants. Uh, Shayna then has a go at her and says, don't do that again or else. Split them up. Do it. Do it now. Do it, cowards. Do it, cowards. Got, Give I've me what I want. Notes. I've got in my notes. Give yes, Shayna. Kill Nia. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and, then, and then, hello, Angel Gaza. He said something and I didn't quite make it out. I don't know what it was, but Angel Gaza's there. Whee. He was trying to shut Nia up. Was he now? Um, well, Reggie's going to have something to say Reggie's about that. Reggie's going to batter him, isn't he? We're going to get Reggie versus Garza for, for the for the the custody of Nia Jax. Yeah, Reggie goes <laughs> over clean as a whistle. <laughs> custody um, of we... Nia Jax. Nia Jax in a shark cage match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, we didn't get Drew McIntyre against Tutbar and Mace. Um, the ref looks like a child compared to everyone in the ring. You forget how big Mace is. And, yeah, he's a big lad. And T-Bar, to be fair, but Mace is massive. 
Um, and Drew as well. But yeah, ref just looked like a child here. It was hilarious. Um, into the match, McIntyre goes uh, right after T-Bar, um, takes him into the corner. Drew goes for a suplex, but he blocks it. T-Bar does the same. That gets blocked. Drew eventually manages to get him up and over for the suplex. Cuts to MVP, watching him from backstage. Uh, back in the ring, T-Bar makes the tag into Mace. Uh, Mace slides across the, the mat to avoid Drew, follows up with a big uppercut for a two count. Um, not retribution, then start to dominate McIntyre. They hit a double suplex for a two count. T-Bar continues to beat down, makes frequent tags in and some double team maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Um, Mace gets two um, off a belly to back suplex. Drew then tries to mount a comeback, but the numbers game comes into play and they mount attack again. Uh, McIntyre then creates some separation by hitting a spine buster for a two, starts to rally. Uh, T-Bar goes off the top rope, but is met with a headbutt. Drew then sets up for the Claymore. Mace distracts him on the apron. Uh, Mason T-Bar then hit a double team in the corner um, and just attack him until the ref steps in and calls for the bell. We then get Braun Strowman come down for absolutely no reason at but all. For, comes in forget, to make the save. Forget Thomas the Tank Engine. Braun the Beef Engine comes out. Braun the Beef Engine. <laughs> <laughs> Braun the Meat Castle. <laughs> um, after the break, we've then got uh, a tag match. Braun and Mace um, uh, going at it in the ring. Um, Strowman's in control. Drew tags in. It's taken down immediately by Mace um, with a chop to the throat. Braun and tags back in, batters T-Bar for a bit with some huge clubbing forearms. Um, eventually, Mace and T-Bar took him down. T-Bar hits a chop block uh, when Mace distracts him on the outside of the ring, follows up the kick and a clothesline and double team move, um, like a sort of high and low maneuver. Braun then catches T-Bar with a bat body drop, which allows McIntyre to tag in, hits his belly-to-belly suplex and a neck breaker. Um, he eventually rips Mace's mask off, uses it as a weapon, smashes him in the face of it. Um, the fucking noise that made was horrible. It was brutal. Um, referee obviously sees that and calls for the disqualification. Uh, Strowman comes in, goes on the warpath, rips off T-Bar's mask, um, and they both leave the ring and stand on the ramp. Um, <laughs> Commentary proceed to go. Who, who is that? Who you know, da- is you know that? damn well who it is. <laughs> acting acting like acting like you've never watched NXT, so you don't know who Dijakovic is. Acting like acting like Mace was never sat on the commentary desk with you a year or so ago. Come on. Who is that? Who who is that? I don't know. I really. <laughs> I'm befuddled, mate, and no clue. I've never seen these boys in my life. Jesus. Um, yeah, a couple of questions coming out of this. Why is Strowman helping McIntyre? Reasons. Like, it doesn't. It makes no sense. They were in a triple it's... threat last week. Like, they, at no point have they ever shown that they're mates, and suddenly he's coming down to make the save. Pish. Oh, I mean, do, do, fuck do, all else for Braun to do. Do, 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 that's why. Bubba Bubba Braun. For me, the best part was seeing T Bar and Mace actually look like a threat and actually look decent. I think this is the best they've looked since they were brought onto Raw or SmackDown as yeah, part definitely. of Retribution. No, really yeah. good. It makes sense. They're both beasts and they should be treated like such. I think they had a really good show in here. If they don't come out in suits next week, I'm rioting. <laughs> being a full hair business next week full yeah. heart business next week end suits let's go well speaking of which I now hope obviously that's them with their masks off and they just go back to their old names and we stop fucking about 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's all I I've mean, got on that. I, I think you'll get half of that. What? The, the masks are going to probably remain off. But they're going to keep the names. So they'll probably still call them T-Bar and Mace. Cause really- yeah. Yeah. Um, we then get, for reasons, uh, The Miz against Damian Priest. I feel like we've already seen this a fair few times before Mania. Um, match itself, uh, Priest starts off strong, launches Miz over the top rope. Um, so yeah, Priest starts off strong, launches Miz over the top rope after he rolled out to kiss Maurice, uh, follows up with a series of forearms and right hands. Priest then sets up in the corner, but distraction from Maurice allows Miz to knock him out of the ring, throws him into the barricade a couple of times. He then hits Priest with a double axe handle from the top rope uh, and a few punches. Uh, Miz then hits uh, a few kicks while Priest is up on his knees, goes for the actual it kicks, um, but he's blocked by a, an elbow strike by Priest. Um, he then hits his leaping elbow, like leaping back elbow in the corner, hits a senton from the middle of the rope, which looked rubbish. Uh, Priest then sets up for South of Heaven. Miz ducks out of the way. Maurice causes yet another distraction, but the referee sees it this time, and that allows Miz to make a roll-up and use the ropes like last week. Uh, however, Priest manages to kick out this time, nails Miz uh, with hit the lights for the win. Um, this just needs to be kind of done and dusted now. It, like, yeah, Priest needs yeah, to be moving um, on to something so better than this. this. Yeah. Um, there, at least the no US title. Anymore. Say again. Yeah. There's no bad bunny anymore in the storyline. No, so can there's we not no need for this. Be in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was no explanation of where Morrison was. Um, it's good to see Priest pick up a decent win, like a clean win, despite the constant kind of distractions from Maurice. Um, Maurice? Maurice, not Maurice. She's not French. Well, she is French, Ma- but she's not a bloke. Anyway. Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Morrissey, man. Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely fuck Morrissey. Jeez, man. Um, but yeah, like I say, I, for me, Priest needs to be just kind of done with his feud and, and over and, and be moving on to bigger, better things. Um, there was, I can't remember at what point it was, but while we're kind of on the subject of Priest and Bad Bunny, they had a little interview that they played of them uh, after their match at Mania, which I thought was quite nice. And it was just like Bunny kind of thanking him for, for helping him on his journey and stuff. Um, and they were both speaking in a native language as well. Yeah, that was a nice little nice little interview they, they dropped in there. Um, we then get Sheamus in the ring. Says he's going to be a fighting champion. Uh, issues an open challenge. Big swole Humberto Carrillo answers the call. Looks excellent. Getting the biggest pop he's ever had in his life with that fake crowd. Honestly, <laughs> the noise. And it's not even real. <laughs> um. Looks in great shape though. Like there was that picture that came out a few weeks ago where like he looked like he'd beefed up. But yeah, he looks awesome. Um this wasn't even a match shame which just blindsides him um as he comes into the ring um to, to face the hard cam. Uh and yeah, shame just batters him. That's it really. Corey mentioned something about the Super League. I don't know what I think it was Seamus is pissed off because of something to do with the Super League. That explains why he beat the fuck out of Carrillo, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then we move on to the main event of the evening. Uh, Charlotte versus Asuka. Oh, Aaron, are you bracing yourself? Are you right? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. You are winding up for one of those. You've not done that for a while. <laughs> I don't think he'll do it for a while after that court. He's probably going to call nope. the bathroom now. 
Courtney's going to come and brain him. <laughs> Please don't come downstairs. Just Please like Charlotte did to that reference. Please don't come downstairs. <laughs> um, props on Charlotte's new ring gear and entrance gear. That looked cool. I like yeah, that. No, I really enjoyed really it. Really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, both women come into the ring. Uh, Rhea Ripley comes down to watch. Why are they piping in booze for Rhea Ripley? Are they trying to WWE make her a heel? She's the heel. That's mad. They did it before Mania, mate. I know. It's still mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mental. It's like with like MSK on NXT. They're getting booed from the crowd and they're pumping in booze. Nah, they're pumping in cheers. Are they? Yeah. I'm hearing the booze more often than not now. That's because people are, che- are booing louder than the fucking cheers they're pumping in. <laughs> um, yeah, Ripley comes down to watch. Uh, the initial lockup that they have kind of comes to a stalemate a few times. Neither can gain advantage. Asuka catches Charlotte as she goes for a sort of backflip, like evasive maneuver, kicks her in the ribs, and then follows up with a few kicks to the body. Charlotte avoids the hip attack on the ropes, uh, hits a big boot to the face, and then a neck breaker on the apron where both women look like they got the brunt of that. I wasn't sure who came worst off. Um, after the break, Asuka then begins to build some momentum. Hits a missile drop kick, um, a hip attack in the corner, several kicks and a nice German suplex. Uh, follows up with a running kick for a close two count. Uh, Charlotte against the ropes. Uh, Asuka comes from behind to try and hit another German. Charlotte absolutely smacks it with an elbow. That made a hell of a clap. Um, Charlotte avoided the Asuka lock, breaks out and hits some uh, some downward elbows. Asuka then tries the double knees to the face, but didn't quite pull it off. Sort of half a knee rather than two. Um, both women back up to their knees, exchange strikes, and then get back up to their feet eventually in the middle of the ring. Charlotte comes off the ropes, hits a spear, gets a two count. Uh, Charlotte then locks in a knee bar on the ropes. Obviously, the referee um, breaks it up after five seconds. Um, as she turns around, she then goes for the sliding chop block, which Asuka leaps out the way of, which looked really cool. And then leaping sort of back over her, manages to lock her straight into the Asuka lock. I thought it was a really cool transition. Uh, Charlotte then makes it to the ropes, breaks the Asuka lock, um, immediately hits the chop block that she went for previously and locks in the figure eight. Um, they're quite close to the ropes, which allows Ripley to then cause the break. She sort of pulls Charlotte's arms from underneath her, what a ref doesn't see. Um, Charlotte then goes after Ripley, which allows Asuka to kick her arm off the ropes uh, and roll her up for a win. Uh, a win is such a strong word. Well, I mean, the ref <laughs> counted to three. She won the match. Oh. Uh, uh, no one can beat um, Charlotte clean. She can't just have I, a roll up. I, she can't just have a roll up. <laughs> she can't just have I, a roll up. I see up. exactly what Aaron's saying. They're like, yeah, no, no, I do. They, I do. they don't. They don't ever just have a loser match. Like, there's got they, to be a distraction. There's, there's got, got to be, be fucking Ric Flair or Lacey Ripley going or, around, or someone's yeah. got the fucking nuclear codes and everyone's panicking. You know, it's all <laughs> bullshit like that. Yeah, um, yeah, never just oh, just have a fucking lose clean. Yeah, we couldn't have that, could we? Like, no. it Got to make to Charlotte look strong all the time. It doesn't that, have I think, to be I think, though, like, I think the thing is, it's that like, it's the same thing with Roman when everyone was like, like very anti-Roman. I think that's why people are very not like an, not anti-Charlotte, but I think that's why they're like they're fed up with the same thing because it's mm. like it, it is. You can see it, can't you? Yeah. Like it, yeah. Yeah. It's blatant. It's not like. It it's not like it's oh well another another match where she's lost by this or she's lost by that. It's like 
yeah. oh, well, they're doing that because they want to keep her looking strong. It's like you can have people lose and still make them look strong and feel. Yeah, exactly. Other than having like janky finishes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm souring on it. I mean, I was already pretty sour on it anyway, but just, <laughs> oh. And we're yeah. gonna we're gonna get Charlotte come out cutting up a fifteen minute promo next week about how she was screwed over and just <laughs> well, uh, yeah. get out. We're not. Well, actually, don't. no, we we won't because she's been suspended given what happened after the match. So she just attacks the referee, uh, just starts clubbing forearms into the back of his head. Uh, two more refs enter, try and calm her down. She kind of walks off to ro- towards the ropes like she's gonna leave. Turns back round, decides to keep battering the referee, like just kicks him. Um, my question is. Um, why can't the refs put their hands in her to restrain her, but she can kick fuck out of a referee? Because it's a man against a woman. It's <laughs> nonsense. It's, it's I don't even nonsense. think it's that. I think it's just more it's refs, isn't it? But how good? Yeah. I, oh, I don't get it. Like, when, when, you, when you think about it, when they, do, when they do like anything where the refs are separating stuff, like they usually have to have multiple of them and like, not not just two of them. So I think it's genuinely, I don't think it's a man versus a woman thing. I think it's more a fact that they don't want the refs to like overpower a wrestler. So mm. it's got to, it's got to be like an absolutely vast numbers advantage. Yeah, but what, what, oh, okay, we'll bring 10 refs down to restrain Charlotte. She's fucking Charlotte Flair, not giant haystacks. Like she's not that big. I know. Two refs could hold her back. <laughs> it's, it's the way they do it, isn't it? It's stupid. Mm. Mm. One positive, Charlotte is finally full heel, which yeah. we kind of assumed from last week anyway. But she should have came le- back as a heel. I know, yeah. At least now we don't have to sit and watch her try and cut babyface promos when she's deep down <laughs> a dirty, dirty heel. Um, yeah. The match itself, like screwy finish aside, I thought the match was quite good. They had some decent chemistry. There was a few like entertaining spots. Um, like I said, the one that I mentioned where Asuka managed to kind of leapfrog out the way of the chop block and put it straight into the Asuka lot was really cool. Um, and then Rhea Ripley being that kind of presence around the ring as well gave it a little bit of unpredictability. And it was, is she just going to watch? Is she going to get involved at some point? And she she did get involved in the finish. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Um, I say I'm interested to see where they go. I'm interested to see where they go if we get possibly another match between Ripley and Asuka. Because I think that could be cool. Um, but Charlotte, for now, I just stay away for a bit. Charlotte's absolutely taking that bells up, Rhea. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Probably next month. <laughs> um, that was Raw. Um, yeah. I, it's It's been a difficult watch the last couple of weeks, isn't it? It's, yeah. hard, it's not been great. It's been hard work. It's just... Like, uh, the thing with Raw is every time we, like, watch it, we... Like we, you can find like there's always one positive from it. Yeah. Like yeah. Like uh, as as we said, the Orton Riddle match was really fun. Yeah. Um. But it's just all the, it's just all the other stuff. I think the more the more I think about it, the more the reason I am so like just fed up with Raw. It's it's more just because that last hour because it's just yeah. it is full of just filler. Like, yeah. yeah. And. Uh, Again, it's like how do you? We said this last week. How do you fix that? How do you? How do you make it a three-hour show compelling? Mm. Yeah, it's. I saw something the other week, and I can't find it for this week's. 
but there was something on Instagram, some guy that that breaks down a lot of the kind of the minutes and the stats and stuff from Raw. And in a three-hour show on last week's episode, there were, I think it was 53 minutes of actual wrestling. The rest was promos, video packages, replays, backstage segments. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. If you if you can only put, if you can put less than an hour of actual wrestling in your show, you've got no business making that three hours. wrestling show. If the if the rest of it is going to be I mean, interviews and highlights and replays, put it on your YouTube channel. Don't make us sit through it. Yeah, what what's what's really interesting about that is that adding a third hour to Nitro is what killed WCW. Yeah, yeah. And they only had that third hour for like I'm trying to think. No, well they've only been like the last two years of the show. What, so for for what sorry oh for, for Nitro, Nitro, for Nitro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whereas Raw it's Raw's been, been like three hours for years yeah it's it, been yeah. like twenty ten or something because they called it the Raw Super Show oh, is yeah. that what I did is that how they introduced yeah. the third hour yeah yeah mm. so Raw it's been over a decade now and <clears throat> I, I get I get that there's a lot of money in it but if you're getting it, it kind of it kind of shows doesn't it that they just don't give a shit about what what product they're pumping out? They've, they've mm. got them. They they don't care. Um, like if you can't if you can't come up with enough content to three to fill a three hour slot, don't have a three hour slot. It's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll even look like looking at the broken down ratings. Like the drop off is ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. they they lost something like for that last hour. For the last hour, they mm. lost something like three hundred thousand fans. That's mental. Which, yeah. That's mad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, highs and lows, chaps, for this week's Raw. What you got for me? Uh, Riddle versus Orton was my high. It was a fun match. Yep. Um, my low. Um, just just like WrestleMania storylines, like not being over. Mm. Like there's a, few, there's a few bits where it's like even Drew and Lashley, it's like I'd rather see Drew feuding with somebody else like a number one contenders match yeah yeah not even that like just just a just a step, just something completely different. separate feud because mm. we've had him feuding with lashley for a couple of months and i think part of the problem is since elimination started, chamber pretty much yeah i think part of the problem is they started a lot of these feuds like a couple of weeks out from mania so in mm. their head they're, they're thinking it's still fresh but it's like well wrestlemania is meant to be where all the like all the feuds end. Like a, a hard and, reset. Yeah. Traditionally, it would be like the season finale. WrestleMania yeah. would be yeah. where the matches, at the, all the matches on the show, it's the feud, end, like feud enders, um, the only matches you'd get rematches of are like um, title matches where like say someone won the title, they get the rematch. Yeah. Um, this this and, is what you get though, Jay, when you, your next pay-per-view in the calendar it's called WrestleMania Backlash. Of course you're going to get the same fucking feuds carrying on. Yeah. Um, it's crap, well, I agree. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Just, Jesus, so depressed there. Yeah. I hate Raw. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Did you give a low? That was my low. What? The third hour? That wasn't as high, that's for sure. No, no, no. <laughs> My, my high was Red Law and my yeah, low yeah. was um, my low was just the fact that they're they're keeping on all the WrestleMania feuds. Like, oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. 
was too many too many feuds from WrestleMania that should have ended at WrestleMania that we're still yeah. having stuff happen with. Fair enough. Uh, Aaron? Uh, my low is going to be the women's tag division. Kobe that right in the bin. <laughs> um, and you took my- right in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> and my high is going to be Alexa's playground. I'm intrigued. It's really? got me. It's, is that because I mean, we're going to get Alexa back in singles action again? Alexa, stop! <laughs> <laughs> Did your Alexa just go off because you said that? <laughs> Alexa, play a DJ bad boy. No, I never heard it. Alexa, play DJ bad boy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm intrigued because just want to see where it leads to obviously this doll that she's got lily yeah. is intriguing scares the fuck out of me but i <laughs> um and just seeing alexa bliss and like action again it'll be fun yeah i'm excited for that cool uh my highs and lows were riddle and orton was my high i really enjoyed that everything before it as well like the interview segment uh was really funny um and i agree with aaron my low is the Women's tag division. I feel like that's my low every week. I want to yeah, care about it. I think it's it. been mine for the yeah. past three weeks. Yeah. I want to care about it. I want to enjoy it. You're giving me absolutely no reason to do so. Um, so, yeah, that was raw. Should we Should we talk about something a bit brighter? Yeah, let's. Because that was a fucking banger. Yeah, it was. Mark my bitch down. Take my picture. Do, 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 do. <laughs> 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 Thank, thanks for that, mate. Thanks, um, <laughs> so yeah, um, thanks, Hen. The the show starts with uh, Cesaro in the ring uh, before he can even like speak. Rollins interrupts and um, and congratulates him on fulfilling his potential, but like then takes credit for elevating him. Zazaro, yeah, he's calling him Zazaro as well. <laughs> um, Rollins says it isn't over and blame. Blames the rain delay for Cesaro beating him. Um, that, rain, Chal- that rain delay that you're failing to acknowledge now because you've taken it off the fucking network. I know, yeah. They Mental. Acknowledging it in pro- promos, but they've deleted it off the network. Gobshites. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Cesaro challenges set to a match. Um, and as Rollins is coming down the ring, Jey Uso comes out, um, says that he <laughs> wants Cesaro. And um, Seth and Jay like, circle the ring. Um Brian then comes out because uh, why not? Uh, yeah, Brian comes out and part of commentary goes, "What's this yeah. about?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is this? What um, is this? <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. I I love him. He's the best. Um, yeah, Brian comes to the ring, uh, gets in, the, like evens the odds, and then Seth and Jay try and leave, and Brian, um, Brian's like, "Well, you." Um, you didn't come out for the reasons you said you did. Cesaro came out because he wants a universal title match. Um, you you two say you came out to uh, wrestle Cesaro, but now you're walking away. Um, and then, basically, um, Brian says that Cesaro deserves the universal title match and he's uh, outworked everybody. Um, I'm sure someone else is using that, that in wrestling, aren't they? What's that? Outworking everyone. Oh, Mr. Cage. <laughs> Captain Cage. Charisma. <laughs> oh, didn't even get me started. Didn't um, even get me started. <laughs> on what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What have I missed? No, 
go go go, 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 go listen to EW if you want AW to know. podcast whenever the, <laughs> whenever Christian actually has a match and Aaron Aaron gets saltier than a fucking <laughs> bit of bacon, don't you, mate? Um, <laughs> Brian caught uh, Brian Your little Cole, pork scratching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brian calls them all out, um, and then Roman comes out, um, and Brian is, says Brian and Cesaro are losers, and then pretty much just walks away. And then Seth and Seth and James then make the way to the ring. Um, it's like Roman just basically made the match all of a sudden. What? Right. What is this? Raw. What is this? <laughs> a fifteen, sixteen-minute promo. To start, to just they set up a tag that. match. They do, that. they do that to start of most SmackDowns, to be fair, just not to set up a tag match. Yeah, Normally it's just this... Roman just chatting. Yeah, I don't mind that. This was just pish for 15 minutes. Like, the match was great, and we'll get onto that in a minute, but it's an awful lot of talking to just be like, we're going to have a tag yeah. match. Could you not it... just announce that last week or, or just right at the top of the show? It's a lot of waffle. Yeah, they could have even like done it to set up the tag match for later in the night, not just immediately. Yeah, but exactly. It, it was a bit weird timing wise, but um, anyway, let's get let's get onto the match because that was actually brilliant. Yes, um, um, yes, it was. J- just before you go properly into the match, the match starts right, and Seth's outside running a bit of the ring, and he jumps to commentary and goes, "No one told me I had a match tonight." As he's in full gear, you're but... full gear, mate. You were definitely <laughs> expecting a match. Don't talk nonsense. You definitely knew. You Didn't like definitely it, knew. Don't, don't bullshit me, Seth. I love, I love the way, I love the way Pat goes. Well, you're in one now, mate. <laughs> Deal with well, it. You're the, yeah, you're in one now, bud. And then Rollins turned around, like, hey, hey, I'm just telling you, you're in a match. <laughs> <laughs> That's so entertaining. Um, so yeah, uh, before the bell starts, they all brawl. Um, faces end up isolating Uso for a bit. Uh, do a couple of double team bits on him. Keep knocking Rollins off the apron. Then Rollins does tag in takes control of uh, Cesaro and then the heels have con- have controlled them for quite a while. Um Rollins goes up top for a crossbody. Um Cesaro catches him and like reverse into a backbreaker, which looked really impressive. Yeah. Um Brian Hot tags in. Ro- after uh, after like Ryan, uh, Brian after Brian has got um his offense off Ro- Rollins hits a buckle bomb and then um Uso hits a splash. Then Cesaro breaks it up. The heels hit a double suplex on Cesaro on the outside. Um, and it's pretty much them working over Brian for the next part of the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cesaro gets a hot tag in, up cuts Uso. It's an awesome looking at uh, disc clothesline. Yes, uh, boy. Uso reverses the neutralizer. Cesaro lands on his feet, hits a big pop of bubble cut. Uh, he goes for the swing. Rollins rolls him up. Um, oh, sorry, he goes for the swing on Rollins, I should have said. Yeah. Rollins rolls him up. Then he goes for a sharpshooter and Uso breaks it up. Um, and Rollins just kind of like walks out as Uso's like looking on. Cesaro hits the superplex um, in from the apron, and then Brian hits the run knee to pick up the win. Um, this match went way longer than I thought it was, but not in a bad way. Yeah, like, like 15, 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it was good, though. But it was really good, um, yeah. really fast-paced, really entertaining match. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Brian calls Roman out, Uso tries to attack him and Cesaro just swings him. Um, many, then many, 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 many times. As, as Brian's putting a promo saying, I mean, he's just going to swing him. Like, <laughs> oh my God, are you going to let him swing him that many times? Yeah, that's your cousin. He saved you all the time. Are you going to save him? Um, and then 
Cesaro uppercuts Uso and then Brian uh, gets like says Roman's afraid of Cesaro and gets Cesaro to swing Jay again, which Cesaro does. And then Brian basically just says Roman can't win without any help from anyone. Yeah. Um, we then that, go backstage. Oh. No, it's just a, that the the segment beforehand that introduced the match and then that match were pretty much the first 40 minutes of the show was just yeah. centered around that. It's mad. I, there, I mean, there was, again, we were saying there was a skeleton crew on Raw, there was a skeleton crew on SmackDown as well. But the difference being is the way they used it on SmackDown compared to the way they used it on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Like, SmackDown's really good at having, um, um, like, self-contained stories within the show. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Will then further the bigger stories. So, like, they had they had uh, the whole thing with Brian rally, like rallying for Cesaro to get a title shot on this one, and mm-hmm. uh, KO and Apollo stuff as well, yeah. which we'll get to uh, shortly. And it, it's it's just a really clever way of like you utilizing the time they've got to to like lengthen the story within the show and then lengthen the story after. Where as opposed to Raw, where they just um, they're just like, oh yeah we've we've got this we've got this match um we'll we'll put this on again they're just treading water on raw 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 it's like they're just throwing shit at a wall and hoping it sticks whereas smackdown they have like a self-contained story to get mm. to the next part of the story yeah yeah um so yeah we got um pierce um and sonya discussing roman apollo and his commander aziz <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, I love how much Apollo's going like full eighties foreign heel. It's so good. It's, it's hilarious. Like it, the accent, I can. I'm still not okay with the accent. It's still a bit kind of like, should you be doing that? But when this is almost comical now, like you say, like an eighties yeah. bad guy, and it's he, it's just really funny. <laughs> he's literally on the verge of becoming like a cross of Eddie Murphy and coming to America, <laughs> and the body from Lethal Weapon Two. Yeah. I'm just waiting for him to go, I've got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> um, yeah, he comes in. Um, he's angry. He's got to defend his intercontinental title. He's like, I'd be, I'd be Biggie. And then Piers is like, oh, well, you're against Kevin Owens tonight. <laughs> and uh, Jay Uso was approached by Kay- uh, Kayla. He says he feels sick from being spun and Cesaro's about to get put down. Um, and we go to another Nia versus Tamina match. Oh. Yay. My um, gripe, just before we even start, my gripe, and I, I messaged you this like as I was watching it, is they go on about ah oh, Tamina got you know a big big fan reception at Mania and she did this, she did that, and she's finally kind of getting the bit of a breakout that she deserved for years and years, and now you should really care about her. She got a drama's entrance. Yeah, the, if the you're telling me I'm meant to care about her, make me care about her. The yes. one note I got was from commentary from this, where four women's matches at Mania, and everyone was talking about Jackson Baszler versus Natalia Tamina. They definitely, no, they definitely, no, they, they definitely weren't. <laughs> they absolutely weren't. Why? <laughs> why do people lie? <laughs> so the the changing their own fucking narrative again, Andy. To suit yeah. them. Um, first, so, first time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the match itself um, as Naya's entering she brings back Reginald by the way um, hey. who uh, he, he actually revealed I think he had COVID um, oh so okay good to see him back that's why yeah. he missed Mania 
uh, his suit as well. I think and he Matt- borrowed borrowed one of Seth's suits, didn't he? Because that was well, yeah. boohoo.com suits. It's a boohoo yeah, suits. Boohoo suits. <laughs> like all, all the, it's all, got all like pop art comic book stuff on it. Yeah. And the yeah. shoes match the suits as well. Oh, mate. Which was you, see, you see, every time Seth came out in a suit over the past couple of weeks, I, I kept getting a Facebook ad from boohoo.com. I did for the fire suit, the flame suit. And, and it had the exact same suit. There was a flame suit, the yeah. purple and white one. Yeah. Like, they kept coming. I think last week it had that black and white one as Did well. Did you buy any? No, but they're That's, all like, come they're on. all like, what? They're only like, what, 22 quid or something? Why don't you get one, mate? I've seen the state of your wardrobe. That wouldn't look out of sorts. Whoa! I, I was going to say, <laughs> some, some of the atrocities to fashion that you wear on <laughs> the podcast. Going to give Breeze Anger a, a shout. It's an issue of a fucking... Don't don't worry. Crimes against fashion those, ticket. I bought one of those fashion finds for a <laughs> for Halloween. When I'm dressed as Tyler Breeze. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're into the match anyway. And Naya controls Tamina early on. Tamina hits a threat to Thez press, goes for a slam. Shayna kind of grabs Naya's foot to save her. And Tamina, Tamina, um, as like Tamina's like trying to slam it, Naya's not getting moved. Um, Tamina then, like, kind of fights Naya to the outside, slams Naya into the barricade and, like, screaming at, Ch- at Shayna. Uh, he's, like, banging her head against it. Tamina then kicks um, Shayna, and Shayna gets knocked down and then, for some reason, gets in Reginald's face. Um, for reasons. She, she got kicked into Reginald because she was distracted by Reginald when Tamina kicked her. Fair I think enough. that's what they were going for a bit. It was dribbling. It, but Kevin Dunn's camera work meant we didn't see that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Naya then gets distracted by the fact that Shane is chasing Reginald. Um, Tamina hits super kick, wins. Looks like we're getting this match again. Yeah. It's a super kick. Naya rolls, like stumbles into the corner of the ring and gets pushed over by Tamina to do a really shitty roll up. <laughs> Just oh. can I, we? I don't... Oh, this my. this is clearly leading to a rematch between the two mm. teams. We just get this done sooner rather than later, so we just move on. Just, just crap. Give, give Tamina <laughs> and Natalia the belts. Yeah, let them do something with it because at least they're seeming like a cohesive team. Yeah, I've Shayna and Nia feud. Um, and yeah, why 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 is Reggie involved? Reason this feels. Me. This feels a little bit like James Ellsworth again. Not quite yeah. as annoying, he like, he but it's just their women. It's just. <laughs> I, I, it's just I, I imagine that Vince him being shoehorned. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's him like, being shoehorned in there for for literally no reason. It's not his fault. He's good. He should be doing something as an actual competitor and not just be putting on some fake accent, wearing a suit, getting I, in the way I of like, women at wings at ringside. I like him as a manager, but I wouldn't put him as like a manager in the women's division because it because they have him do all the like sector so like bollocks and then it ends up um, yeah overshadowing the matches, which is what you don't want. Exactly. Um, yeah. If you put him with someone like even like Sammy, he'd be yeah. endless. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sammy's but, the mouthpiece of the thing. Yeah, just oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um. <sighs> anyway, uh, we then get a backstage. Uh, backstage interview even with easy for me to say 
with uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, he says he's been waiting for another Intercontinental title opportunity for years and that uh, he's going to make the most of it. Big E then comes in and says that KO jumped the line and that he's a habitual line jumper, which is a, <laughs> it's a callback to when uh, they had that, he had that for you, the Kobe, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> KO was like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Big E's like, that's my title. Um, I, I should be facing Apollo. Uh, KO says he'll win the title and then it'll be his title. And then they, I, they laugh and then awkwardly stare at each other. Uh, <laughs> I, I really want these two to have a feud. Ooh, yes, please. I think that the mic work alone would be fantastic. Yeah. Based yeah, yeah. off this little bit. I think they're um, a great feud. They'd it, put on some bangers. Was it just me or the biggie feel a little not heelish, but a mm. little bit more a little bit more of an edge than it's, normal? Who's leaning more towards the middle? Yeah, if, if you know start, if, if, if you've got to get an edge since being on his own anyway. Yeah. If you if you've yeah. got heel on the left and, and face on the right, he, he was leaning more towards the middle from yeah, the right, that, the, yeah. it was def- definitely a bit more of a grey area than normal, wasn't it? Yeah, which is good. Like, I, th- I think that's what he said initially with this whole singles run is, I'm not going to stop doing the comedy stuff and being funny, but when I need to be serious, I'll be serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, no, no I, I, I really liked it. I, yeah. Thought, yeah. I thought it was cool to see, like, Biggie's pissed off, so he shouldn't be joking around. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. like, uneasy, like, uneasy distrusting bit with uh, Kevin Owens was pretty cool as well. Every, everyone uh, distrusts KO and for good reason. <laughs> well, remember when um, Kevin Owens become Big O in the new Yes. Day? Yeah. And Big E was injured and mm-hmm. tweeting about it going, I don't trust that man. <laughs> Taking my spot. Um, <laughs> we then see uh, Brian go into Pierce's office and like pretty much demands that he makes Cesaro versus Roman. Mm-hmm. And Pierce like, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, You'll do better than that. Yeah, um, it sounds like he's not seeing what he can do, isn't he? Um, <laughs> we then get uh, KO versus Apollo, which was also a really fun match. Yeah, boy. Um, more of this, please. So yes, please. Early on, KO's just like toying with Apollo. Uh, he keeps like getting a headlock and just bringing him down and like shouting at him. Um, <laughs> KO then clotheslines Apollo out the ring, goes for a dive, and Commander Aziz blocks it. Um, Apollo takes control off that. Uh, he tries to throw Kevin Owens into the apron. At one point, uh, Apollo, yeah, he tries to whip up KO into the apron. KO reverse it. Apollo then gets on the apron, hits like a moonsault, and um, but KO moves out the way and then hits a um, super kick. Yeah, and then rolls him in, hits a swanton. Sammy comes out and joins commentary. Which um, as soon as soon as I got him and Pat McAfee, I was like, we need more of that. <laughs> yeah, there was just constant talking. Michael Will didn't get a chance to speak at all. <laughs> well, not even that. Just the general, like, sort of like they were like bouncing off each other. Really, yeah. banter. Like, yeah. like when when Sammy came out and he it, it was like, they didn't give me a headset. Look at look at his chair. They give me like a steel chair. And Pat's like, well, I, if if I had known you were coming, they didn't tell me. I'm still the new guy. If I, I would have got you a working headset. I would have got you a nice chair. <laughs> Pair of shit houses, and I love yeah. it. <laughs> and Pat was just staring the pot as well, going, um, "Going, you should have, you should have heard when you were walking down the ring." Michael Cole's like, "Oh God, not this guy!" <laughs> <laughs> so entertaining. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sa- Sammy on commentary is just brilliant, anyway, isn't he? And so, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, apart- in, back in the ring, Apollo fights out with a superplex, um, and then KO like hits him with a super kick as he lands on his feet. Uh, Apollo hits an end of Gary, gets a pair, um, sorry, gets a pair, gets a triple Germans even, 
Um, KO hits a release German suplex and then a pair of cannonballs. Um, Apollo reverses the stunner. Like the, the, the finish then, Apollo reverses the stunner. KO reverses like the angle slam that he's been using. Mm-hmm. And as as like Apollo is kind of like flung off, he turns that into an arm drag as well, which is really nice. Yeah. Apollo then reverses another stunner. KO hits a super kick and hits a pop-up powerbomb. Uh, sits out on it. Gets a two count off that. KO hits a frog splash off the apron onto Apollo on the floor. And then as um, KO gets back in the ring, Commander Aziz gets on the apron, gets in KO's face. Uh, Apollo rolls KO up and retains. Um, and then after the match, KO hits a stunner on Apollo immediately. And Commander Aziz wipes KO out with a Nigerian nail. Uh, <laughs> and then Sammy comes in and dances over KO. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing now. Sammy Zane just dancing is a thing. <laughs> yes. I really, I really want to get that air t-shirt. Oh, you see, Becky Lynch has got it. Yeah, yeah it's it's wearing it as well, didn't you? Yeah, uh, Ko sold the spike, didn't he? The the Nigerian, uh, sorry, the oh, nail with like yeah. dribble and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, you just spat um, out whatever fluid was in his mouth, like just all over his beard and his arm. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but do you think that we're getting a um, fatal four way at uh, WrestleMania Backlash? Between what Apollo, Zane, Biggie, Sammy, and uh, Kevin Owens? Yeah, I'd think so. Oh, Sammy yeah. was talking about the Intercontinental title like a lot on commentary, mm, and then that's the, fact, true. Like, the fact that they kind of crossed it. I mean, I'm I'm not against that. As, no, as I said, it'd be fun. I want to see Kevin Owens and Biggie feud in some form just for the promos alone, mm. and I think you had Sammy and Apollo into that who are two really good, real. Real good shit back heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would. I think. I think it should be a very fun match. A very fun dynamic. Um, yeah. Sa- Sammy dancing over Kevin Owens. That was very, very. <laughs> um, so after this, Kayla interviews Paul Heyman. Heyman says that he loves Cesaro, um, and that um, and that he Roman will give the answer to Cesaro himself in the ring later on. Um, just again, just. Just Heyman doing what he's what he's best at, just bigging up Cesaro, mm-hmm. and but then at the same time saying, "But he doesn't belong in the ring with Roman." Which is, <laughs> is th- this narrative, the kind of playing of everyone knows how good Cesaro is, mm. but Roman refuses to acknowledge that he's that good because that means he's got to face him. It's just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, That's um, very, very good. We then get new interviewer Megan Morant, um, who I, she's from an NFL podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, I know. So I saw on um, the internet someone who put up about it um, on the shoot, which is a group we're in on Facebook, um, about it saying how annoying she was. And yes, yeah, she seems it. Yep, <laughs> she seems very <laughs> annoying. Um, she interviews Apollo, and Apollo says, uh, "Commander Aziz is wiping off the ca- chaos tears off uh, the the royal lance." <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "He says, Commander Aziz, did he vet you?" Because I don't trust anybody, I will not speak to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then he, at one point, is you uh, forget his accent as well. Yeah, I noticed that when he says <laughs> he says like trust larynx, he goes larynx. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's just basically hyping up how he's how he's a fighting champion and he defended it and he beat Kevin Owens. Uh, Biggie jumps Apollo, throws him into some air uh, boxes, 
and then get biggie and like immediately gets dragged away by about 10 15 people <laughs> i got all like road agents there you got a yeah. wild gregory helms there which was nice <laughs> wild gregory helms <laughs> um and yeah um as 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 like Biggie's getting dragged away, Commander Aziz comes out like an angry dad to see what the commotion is. <laughs> just looks down at Apollo, he's like, oh shit. Just <laughs> on him and then stands up and looks like he's going to go Biggie hunting next week. Uh, which, yeah, again, re- I really like this sort of contained story. Yeah. With all of them. I know it's it's weird. I know I, I know. I was saying about on Raw um, how I wasn't happy with like them sort of continuing stuff from Wrestlemania but I'm quite happy with the Biggie and Apollo stuff purely for the fact that mm. Biggie is basically just out to get his title back yeah and, yeah, yeah. and got, like the new added factor of Commander Aziz which mm. it's already very entertaining for yeah. him so far um, definitely speaking of very entertaining oh, oh my yeah why didn't this happen last week I know the fucking Smackdown after Mania where you have hang big on ret- hang on Aaron What? Why What's are you up? pulling that face? Uh, uh, uh. Put him in the waiting room. Uh. I want to talk about this inter- uninterrupted. Um, I, I would say <laughs> Make him understand. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we get um, the return of Alistair Black. Oh, um, yeah. I thought the way this was shot was really cool. It gave me kind of... Um, Tian Sha vibes. I was just going to say, the animation looked like it was done by the same people who did the Tian Sha one. Oh, what, what's up, Aaron? <laughs> nine, nine, how, uh, how are you going to shit on this? I'm <laughs> you are. You've barely said you, a word you, and already you, you've taken a you've big You've got a face like a smacked ass every time <laughs> I try and talk about it. <laughs> face like a smacked <laughs> ass. <laughs> how you look you like someone had a piss all over your chips, mate. <laughs> <laughs> how are you disappointed with this? How... I'm, hang on, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Jay, talk through it, and then we'll come to you afterwards, Aaron. Okay, okay. So it's basically, um, he's it's it's weird. So it's in like a dark room. It's got all the candles. The ca- the candles kind of like light up that like bright, and then he's all of a sudden like sat in a throne. Um, he's got like a he's talking. He's got like a book which called it says Tales of the Dark Father, and he's what's up, mate. <laughs> Aaron, you can have your say afterwards. Shut What's up. up. <laughs> What's up? Did you, did you get get involved there? Come on, pal. Come on. Um. So yeah, he says chapter one, the dragon, and he tells us a quick story about how his uh, dad like used to take him to funerals as a kid. Um. And he said that he wasn't. It basically, it ends up where he says he wasn't trying to. Um. He wasn't trying to make me defeat the dragon. He was trying to get me to become the dragon. Um, he, he's he got like real like cult lead. The vibes I thought this was really cool. Um, Superb. Kind of like cult leader slash crime boss vibes. It was, diff- it was different anyway. Mm. Um, and then he basically says people are weak and, um, and that uh, the world's like rotten to its core. And it's, I can't, didn't write this down for some reason, but he says something like sometimes you've got to bear burn all the crops to put something more fertile there. That's it, yeah. yeah. Like that. Um no, he said he said um he blames the viewer, like he blames the audience. And he says you're like you're like an old crop or something. You need to just mm. be like kind of burnt to the ground or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um yeah, so uh, when he's when he's telling the story as well, uh 
as Troy touched on, it, there's like an animation of um, just like the story. That very not like not too like ba- it was quite basic, wasn't it? But oh yeah, it like, it, yeah, just it was, it it was, was like done, stick it figures. Was done all, it was like yeah. silhouettes of stick it figures. Was done almost like it was done out of like crafting paper. Yeah, for like um, like a kid's t- story or something. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah, really well animated. It's lovely. Like from and, someone that does a bit of animation, that was yeah, it was awesome. I said the same about the Tian Sha one, and they felt quite yeah, similar. It, de- it definitely gave me like the same vibes as Tian Sha, the way yeah. it was like presented. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm really intrigued. Um, I don't know if you've seen the one he put up on his Instagram last week. Yeah, it's like chapter zero. It's like a sort of chapter zero, chapter, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I was very impressed. I'm, about time he, he was back on my TV. And now now Go Aaron's on. got that look on his face where he's about to shit all over it. Go on, mate. Come on, mate. <laughs> I'm not going to shit all over it. I just think you are over-hyping it to fuck. Okay. I, Why? Like, it's, it's just a bit... Eh, like, Black, I, I get it. He's meant to be a spooky bollocks man. It's not spooky. I get it. it's, not, it's not like Undertaker spooky. It's not the point, mate. No, but there's meant to be some dark side to him or he's whatever. Like, he's like a cult leader. What, a cult leader of one? Okay. Right, okay. Well, anyway, that's... but t- this whole Tales of the Dragon thing, like, what? who's the dragon? What's the dragon? And he goes on pointing at the viewers, complaining about parents fucking being shite bags to their kids or some shite like that. Cool. Whatever. It wasn't for me. You just can like what he's like. I'm no shitting all over it. I've caused Alistair Black's back on her TV. That's not the issue. It's I just for that... me. It was a bit meh. But would you would you have been as disappointed if they came back and done nothing with him? Like as in they brought him back and he was doing the same stuff as before. Like he's been that, off TV that... for like seven, eight months. They had to have given him something new. That that's why I'm not just absolutely shitting on it, because I... It's nice to see him back. You just something. don't like what they've done with him. It's hard to describe. It's just like... I think oh, as well, he's, it's... He's covered in tattoos. He's got a dark side to him. We're just going to give him this book in a dark room and we're going to just make him... I don't know. Like, I obviously, we're going to get more of this the first time we've had him back. I'm going to wait till I see more until I properly judge him. Is this going to be like, I feel like like I'm already intrigued. Like I like this. I'm already intrigued. Yeah. Do you think this is going to be like one of those things where, do you remember like the Firefly Funhouse debuted and you were like, the fuck is this? And then you grew to love it. And when the Tian Shah like first vignette came yeah. out, you were like, what's this? And then after a couple of weeks, you were like, I want to see more of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just, I need to give it more time. You're not invested just yet, but given no. it's a bit more time, you might. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's I'm fair enough. not shitting absolute on it. I'm just a bit, eh. Okay. You want to see where it goes first? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Fair enough. Um, see, see, you're, still, you're, still, you're still getting in the waiting room. That made you okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, um, it, it does feel kind of like a diversion from his character. Um, I don't know if either of you have seen the film Eastern Promises. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Give me that kind of a vibe. Massively. Ba- yeah, man. Basically about a, it's basically about Russian gangsters, Aaron. Okay. They, it had that kind of sort of vibe to it, mm. um, and yeah, it, I, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm happy to see him back. 
And if this means we're getting a push for Alistair Black, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We then get um, the the downfall of the show, in my opinion, was started here, um, where it was um, the Dirty Dogs talking about, just randomly talking about Mysterio, the Mysterios and Alpha Academy, and then... Uh, no, Caleb Braxton's specific question was, well, yeah. who you got to win this? No, but they the came question. into the interview like they were going to be talking about something completely different, is what I mean. That's why it was random. I know she asked the question, but it was random yeah. in the sense. Why? Why is that the topic of discussion? Um, and yeah, Dolph says Alpha's going to win because amateur wrestling. Um, Street Profits come in and say they're next in line, and then we get stared down. Bailey then splits them up. They all kind of go off on the different ways, and then um, she just just drops in, and she's going to be facing Bianca at WrestleMania Backlash. Um, As you do. Called, yeah, calls Bianca ungrateful for um, not like thanking her for all the help she gave her, like on the way to um, WrestleMania from when they had that little feud. Um, mm. And then Montez is just kind of milling about on his phone. Yeah. And he's like, oh, tell Bianca what I said. And then he's got Bianca on speakerphone. And Bianca's like, oh, I'll be right there. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why he had her on speakerphone when clearly she was already in the building. Yeah. Like within seconds away. <laughs> Me, remember the. Thunderdome's a very big place, Troy. Yeah, piss. Not the, they're they're all the, new, not the new one. It's no, no, tiny. No. They're in the new one now. They're at the, the university campus, aren't they? It only holds about yeah. 15 people. <laughs> they're in the little one, mate. Um, get around there in five minutes, pal. Um, if that. So, yeah, it's then Bianca. Is it the impact zone? <laughs> it, it's not far off that size. Um, <laughs> Bianca then. Um, Shows up, uh, says, ask Bailey to say what she said to her face. Bailey says, like, starts like backtracking, going, oh, I'll be an honor to wrestle you, um, a mania backlash, blah, blah, blah. And Bianca's like, oh, well, I didn't expect her to say that. And then ba- Bailey comes in, just laughs in her face and walks off. Um, <laughs> it, it was a Bailey look like a right mug. It did a bit, didn't it? Yeah, mm. it just didn't work out for Bailey there. That's all right, though, because she's going to make her understand. Yeah, I mean, she'll have a good match with Bailey. Um, yeah. She needs to get a win back against Bailey as well, because mm. other than eliminating Bailey in the Rumble, she hasn't got no. that yet, really. No. Um, we then go to the Mysterios versus the Alpha Academy. Um, this match was a bit meh. Um, so, Otis hit the power moves on Dominic early on, flattens both Mysterios ringside, and then most of the match is the Alpha Academy working over Dominic. Um there was a really cool spot where Gable hit like, it was like kind of like the Rolling Germans, but it was with belly to bellies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he hit one and then he'd like step over and get up and hit another. Mm-hmm. And then he goes for a German. Dominic kind of flips out of it, tags in Ray. Ray hits a couple of Hurricane Runners on Gable. Um, Gable goes to try and hit a top rope gut buster and Ray reverses that into a, a top rope Hurricane Runner. Dominic then hits like a sliding sunset bomb on the outside <laughs> Pat on commentary going <laughs> wait was that a sliding sunset flip power bomb and Michael Cole goes yes yes it yes, was goes, yes it was yeah. that was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> just carrying it awesome. I really enjoyed that <laughs> yeah I, I love that he's such a breath of fresh air I know I keep like gushing about him but he's fucking <laughs> um, Dom then throws Otis into like he goes to dive on Otis Otis catches him Dom get, like, gets out Pushes Otis into the table. I think it was meant to be over, but yeah. Otis it just kind of like bounced off it. 
Um, Ray then hits a 619 and a frog splash on Gable to get the win. Um, yeah, that, that happened. Just um, give the Mysterios the belts. It's, that's what it's leading to, isn't it? Father and son tag he, team champions. He should have done it at Mania with fans, though. I think yeah. now they're probably going to drag it out until SummerSlam with fans and we're going to get this whole feud. Mm. I mean, if they do it in front of fans, I think it'd be nice. But like you said, they should have done it at Mania because there's only so long you can eat this out for. SummerSlam's like, what, three, four months away? August, yeah. Yeah, August. I don't think I can watch another few months of this continued. Well, try me. You're getting it there. You like it or no? Right. I, I mean, yeah. They, they <laughs> look, look, at, um, look at her business first Street Profits last year. They dragged that out for fucking month. Christ, yeah. So they'll probably do the same with this. Um, so, yeah, uh, then this takes us to the final segment where Cesaro and uh, Brian both come to the ring. Zazaro. Uh, Zazaro. Um, they come to... Um, sorry, they call out Roman for his answer. Uh, Roman and Jay and Hickman all come out. Uh, Roman says that Cesaro doesn't deserve it and he'll never deserve it. So his answer is no. Um, and he says that Cesaro is not on his level. And then he turns his attention to Brian. He says, I make the challenges. Um, and I want to I want to face you one more time next week. And Cesaro's like going to Brian, just take it, take it. You have to take this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brian, so Brian's like, as he's about to accept, Roman says, one more thing. When you lose, I, I don't like you. I've never liked you. And I don't want to see your face around here anymore. So when you lose, you have to leave SmackDown. Oh, right. Brian then accepts, um, and we've wow. got Roman in a loser leaves. Well, in, if Brian loses, he leaves SmackDown. So uh, Brian's Brian's going to Raw then. I hated <laughs> this, and um, not because not because WWE, because of fucking dirt sheets. Because Why? it came out this week. I you you guys do the news. You should know about yeah, this. Yeah, but his and, contracts yeah. up. Yeah, it's in the summer. His up. contract's up in September. Hmm. September. Oh, is it right? September? Okay. I thought it was the summer. Is it September? Yeah. I know it's somebody going to move S. <laughs> just because, um, obviously, he's not winning. So he's either just going to Raw or just going to kill his time off in his contract. Could go to NXT. Do some cool matches there. Yeah, man. Oh. He's he's mentioned as well, like, that he'd like to do some stuff in NXT UK. So he might even pop up. Like, he might just, like, for the last, like, part of his contract just kind of like just roam between brands just, just yeah just show up wherever between on brands and be like a free agent like seeing dear, it a couple of years ago yeah dear daniel bryan make a list of who you want to fight in wwe go to the brand they're on fight them and tick them off your list yeah yeah that, that'd be that, very cool that can be his fight like his last his last story like the list of brian and it's yeah. just him with like a shit list of wrestlers that he needs to take out before he retires. <laughs> that yeah. being said, there is one more, there is like one person I want to, well, two people actually on SmackDown that I really want to see Brian face, which I don't think we've, we've definitely got a bit with one of them, but I don't think the other they've touched at all. Um, which is three, in fact, sorry, which is Gable, um, Nakamura and Alistair Black. Oh yeah, bloody hell. Like, yeah, I'd love to see those those three matches are matches I'd love to see. Yeah. Um, and they've not really, not really got that um, yet. No. But yeah, cool. um, it's it set up, uh, set up that, obviously, as Aaron's just touched on, Brian's contract is running down uh, mm. due, due up in September, I believe. Um, 
based on when he re-signed his last deal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's def- definitely an interesting story. Next week's SmackDown should be very good. Oh, sure. They, they announced um, Big E versus Apollo as well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a couple, couple of good matches there. Mm-hmm. Um, very surprising that they'd announce matches a week ahead of time. WWE don't normally do that. They usually fucking announce them about an hour before the show starts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was SmackDown. Um, what were your highs and lows, guys? Uh, my high was the return of Alistair Black. It was an Ooh. awesome, like, it was okay. great to have him back. Uh, I thought the, the segment was really cool. I love the animation. I really like where they were going with it. The presentation was superb. Um, yeah, he's just back on my TV, and I'm very, very happy about that. Um, it was a tough one, though, because I really liked the opening match, the tag match. I thought it was really, really good. Um, the segment beforehand went on a bit longer, but the actual match was awesome. But yeah, my high is Alistair Black. Uh, and my low is, again, the women's tag division. Oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I don't need to say any more on that. No, no, no definitely not. <laughs> what what about right. you, you run? <laughs> <laughs> um, my high, it has to be that opening match. That- Two on two, the tag team match. It was very, very good. I, I think from there on, I got a bit bored because I was expecting just the whole show to be on par with that match. You'd have rather had that as the last match, so it's yeah. built to that. Like yeah, it started off hot have, and yeah. then just. Hmm. They should have put that way in the stadium. Yeah. They could have opened with the segment saying, we're going to have a match later, yeah. rather than just going straight into it. Because, yeah, it was great, but it kind of and it if, burnt out the rest of the show. Everything else kind if, of paled in comparison almost. If Daniel Bryan and Cesaro were going to finish the show anyway, why not just do that after the match had finished? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And my low, uh, <laughs> I think I, do, I want to say the women's division. Yeah, say there's nothing that bad. <laughs> There was nothing that bad. <laughs> There's nothing ever that bad. <laughs> there you go. Um, for my high, I'm. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm in agreement with you guys. It's that tag match was awesome, but I did really enjoy Kevin Owens versus Apollo as well. Thought mm-hmm. that was a fantastic match. Yeah. Um, my lo- my low. The the whole like that promo with like dirty dogs. Um. Ford, Bianca, and Bailey. It was just like really drawn out, mm. and it was it 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 felt like it was there for the sole purpose to just kill some time on the show. Yeah, and I I yeah I kind of was losing interest in the show from that point. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another another episode of SmackDown and Raw in the bags. Indeed. Um, before we do wrap this up and bring it to a close. Aaron, where can people find us on social media, Han? You can get us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Dressing Podcast, where you can watch all our old live streams, our retro watch-alongs, our live watch-alongs when we do it. We do a Saturday night games night that's on Facebook and Twitch. You can join us. Um, Twitch at Untitled Dress Pod, where you can also watch that, but you've got all our other gaming stuff that we all do together. And if you use the Untitled Dress Pod on Discord, you can get on our server where we don't just talk about wrestling, we talk about games and Marvel 
and whatever else. There's always someone else. There's about 20 of us on the server just now. Not even wrestling fans are on this server. Um, and if you use Untitled Dress Pod on Twitter, you can keep up to date with all our podcasting things. So there you go. And all our banter. Get me to 200 followers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Troy, what about uh, the the beer and bearding needs of the masses? Say bollocks to itchy beards. That's right. That's <laughs> face.com. Beard oils tame the itch and give your beard the best conditioning feel money can buy. And I've definitely not read that line off their website. Um, but yeah, they do some quality, quality beard products, um, beard oils, grooming kits, clothing. Uh, if you use the discount code TROYXL85 at the checkout, you'll get 20% off. Uh, proceed of your uh, shop will go to Testicular Cancer UK and you get free delivers free deliveries in the uk on orders over 40 pounds uh so yeah check them out um great stuff for your beard and a very very worthy cause and if you want some wrestling themed beer head over to topropebrewing.com our very own uh big tasty is uh head brewer over there brews up some absolute delights like uh colson cream austin uh chocolate orange uh ipa uh there's also colson cream austin ice cream flavor uh american nightmare stout uh head of the table canadian destroyer uh women's revolution on this day uh, and many many others so yeah head over there uh, they also have a, a range of apparel like beanies face masks uh, and t-shirts Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. We've been the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you later, you slags. What did the referee say when Booker and Langston's match was going long? E.T. Go home. <laughs> Put them in the waiting room. <laughs> must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.